Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. It is Tuesday, which means this week in Shohei Otani news, also a fair or foul segment. Of course, a top five. Top five most important players for the rest of the regular season. And I'm ending the show with a big announcement, a big surprise. This one's going to be fun. It is showtime. It's a blowout. It's an 10-3. He swings and it's a high fly ball, deep center field, it is gone, home run, and a huge backflip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. What's up, my friends? Today is Tuesday, which is always a fun day on the show. I'm joined by Alex Curry, as usual. Alex, do you know why today is such an exciting day? Uh, Because it's time for your favorite segment of the week it is time for my favorite segment this week in Shohei Otani news he's pitching great he's making more history he's running faster than anybody and I'm gonna learn another Japanese word of the day so let's get to it with my favorite segment and talk about what he did on the mound on Friday night by striking out his 200th batter of the season 200 strikeouts. That is a big feat for anybody, for any pitcher, for any ace. 200 strikeouts is not easy. And for the first time in Shohei's career, he has struck out 200 batters. Well, the the very next batter, he struck out 201. But he has made it to 200. The 11th pitcher in Angels franchise history to reach 200 strikeouts. First since Jared Weaver in 2010 this is a big deal 200 strikeouts is a big deal that's a big number what he has done this year is remarkable and in less innings than a lot of aces out there your typical ace of other teams in less innings than most of those because he's pitching usually every sixth day instead of every fifth day he has done something that only seven other pitchers have done this season which has reached that 200 strikeout mark. Now, as we all know, he's also hitting at the same time. So nobody in history, in the history of baseball, has ever struck out 200 batters and had double-digit home runs. The previous high was 200 strikeouts and seven home runs was the record. Shohei Otani, when he struck out his 200th batter, joined elite territory, which only he is in, because he also has 34 home runs. Wow. 34 home runs, 200 strikeouts. What a season. Most home runs by a player with 200 strikeouts in a season during the modern era. Shohei Otani, 34 in 2022. Don Drysdale, 7. Earl Wilson, 7. Carlos Zambrano, 6. And Fergie Jenkins, six, 
1971. Pretty big milestone. Really cool when you think about it. Um, so on the pitching side this year, he has been unbelievable. The The evolution of his pitching this year compared to what it was last year when he was a really good pitcher last year. This year, he's one of the greats in the game. He is one of the best pitchers in the game of baseball this season. So what he's done from last year to this can't be understated. You know, last year he pitched in 23 games, had nine wins on the mound, a 3.18 ERA, which is fantastic, a 3.52 FIP, a 141 ERA plus, and a 10.8 K per nine. Those numbers are remarkable. Now, 141 ERA plus means he is 41% better than the average. This year, 2022, 26 games pitched, 14 wins on the mound, a 2.47 ERA, a 2.51 FIP, a 163 ERA plus, meaning he is 63% better than the league average and a 11.9 K per nine, meaning his strikeout rate is the best in all of baseball. Sarah Langs, who always comes with great stats. Shohei Otani has now faced 600 batters this year, making him the first player since 1900 with 600 batters faced and 600 plate appearances in a season. That is wild. This discussion that we can have of the MVP award this year, just stop. We need to appreciate greatness while it's happening. And it's happening in New York with Aaron Judge. And boy, is it happening in Anaheim with Shohei Otani. This is historic. This has never been done before. But what he's done on the mound this year is elite and is in elite territory. His numbers this year, okay? Currently the 14 wins, 2.47 ERA, and an 11.94 K per nine. Only other pitchers in history to have those numbers or better in a season, Pedro Martinez and Randy Johnson. One year for each of them. Pedro Martinez in 99, Randy Johnson in 1997. Those two guys are considered one of the greatest pitchers of all time in the history of baseball. Those two are two of the best. And as of right now, with the numbers Shohei has this year, he has put himself in a category with only those two guys. So on the mound this year, what he has done from last year is remarkable. And I think there's a, there's a few reasons for that. And I, don't even, I won't even talk about his new turbo sinker that's 100 miles an hour moving all over the place because he didn't even really start figuring out how to throw that until a couple of weeks ago. He's been dominant all year long. A big reason for that, I think, this year has been his ability in a start where he doesn't have his best stuff to push through it and to end up having a good, not great start. Before, we would see him not have that good stuff and he could get hit around a little bit. Now we've seen games multiple this year where he comes out, can't find the strike zone early, looks like he doesn't have his stuff, ends up getting out of that inning, ends up figuring it out a little in innings two and three, 
And next thing you know, he's through six innings, giving up two runs. And those have been his bad starts this year. Take out Yankee Stadium where they have his signs and he's tipping his he tipped his pitches and they knew it was coming. Those are those have been his bad starts. That has been the difference this year. And I noticed it when I watched a game earlier in the year. He didn't have his good stuff. I could see it. I knew it. He knew it. He ended up getting out of an inning. And as the game went on, it started coming to him. He got more comfortable. He pushed through that first inning. And then next thing you know, his break on his breaking pitches is back. His velocity had was fine. But then he's getting out of innings. And then his, his location's coming back. His accuracy, it's all coming back throughout the game. Next thing you know, sixth inning, he's throwing 100 miles an hour with that nasty slider that he didn't quite have a feel for early in the game. That, to me, has been the biggest difference and led to his dominance this year. And his last 16 starts on the mound, 131 strikeouts, only 19 total earned runs in that time. This season, again, is one of one. This season for Shohei Otani is one of one. Last year, another one of one season, but he did it in a different way. The offensive numbers were there. The power was unbelievable, all while pitching well. This year, the pitching is elite. It's historically good, all while hitting good with 34 home runs. This year is special. And we all talk about for Shohei the offense and the pitching and that he's doing it at the same time. I can't talk about that enough because I don't think people truly understand. But one thing that really isn't talked about enough is his speed. And over the last week, he had a hard 90 down to first base. That's what hard 90, 90 feet from home to first. Hard 90 is just a, a time where you're giving it your all down the base. He had a hard 90 and it was the 35th of the year, his like 35th full hard go at it. And that qualified him for a, another unique stat. This stat is remarkable. 439 MLB players have made at least 35 competitive runs to first base so far this season. None have had a quicker average time than Shohei Otani. 4.07 seconds. He's also, I won't say the fastest, like that stat can tell you, that was the fastest. He is also one of, if not the fastest player in Major League Baseball, all while pitching elite level and hitting home runs out of the yard. It is unbelievable. The fastest sprint speed to first base amongst all major leaguers to have 35 competitive runs to first base. And I feel like we don't talk about his speed enough. We talk about his pitching, and this year I feel like people are thinking, oh, he's taking a step back offensively. Why? Because the power numbers aren't there? No. Shohei has matched his career best with an 11-game hit streak, including his hit on Sunday. During the streak, he's batting 361, and during that streak, he's got a 1.5 ERA. It's laughable how good he is. It is comical what he is doing, and he's not getting the love and the, he's not getting the notoriety this year because, fairly, the notoriety has gone in some other locations this year. Albert Pujols hitting 700 home runs. Aaron Judge doing what he's doing. 
The Angels are out of it. They've been out of it for a while. So it does take away attention from what Shohei is doing. That's why I have this segment. Because not everybody can stay up until midnight and watch Shohei Otani on the West Coast. Not everybody can watch Angels games because they don't have MLB TV. They don't know how to watch the games. He's not in a primetime market. Well, LA is, but you know what I'm saying. He doesn't play for the Dodgers. He plays for the Angels. That's part of the reason I started this segment was so I could tell you all every single week what Shohei Otani has done because I knew at the time he's doing something every single week that has never been done before and people need to know about it. And guess what? That happened again this week as it always does. Also, it happened. Albert Pujols hitting his 700th home run and you best believe Shohei Otani, being the person that he is, has come out with a quote, congratulation, congratulating Albert Pujols with the quote saying how proud he is to be his teammate. He said, I'm really glad he got to 700. I played with him for a couple of years, and it was an honor to be a teammate of his. He's raking this year, so I feel like he has a lot left in the tank. Just a class act. Both of them. How do you not love both of them? Um, also, how do you not love Masa? Because Masa comes on here every week now and gives me my Japanese word of the day. So let's bring back out my friend Masa for today's Japanese word of the day. Masa, how are you doing, my friend? Wow, your hair looks great today. <laughs> Not just like a haircut. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. Great. Yeah, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, so hit me with today's word of the day. Okay, uh, maybe easier one. Okay. Dendo. 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 Okay, dendo. And that means what? Hall of Fame. All right. Dendo Hall of Fame. I think Shohei is going to be in the dendo one day for how good he is at Yaku. Would you say the dent? Well, it's in English. Don't mind me. I'm still learning here. I don't know a full, complete sentence yet, but I know that Shohei plays Yaku and he's going to be in the Dendo, which is the Hall of Fame. So, how's that sound? Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> Actually, a lot of staff, his staff uh, in the Orlando Hall of Fame in the U.S. Yeah. Actually, yeah, you, uh, I mean, we went to the Japanese Hall of Fame. Yeah, too, when, so. when I went to Japan and got to go to, when we went to Japan, we got to go to the Japanese Baseball Hall of Fame and yeah. His stuff is everywhere there already. And obviously he's not in the Hall of Fame officially yet because he's still playing, but uh, he is everywhere in there, as I'm sure he is in Cooperstown as well. He has stuff everywhere. So I like yeah. this word. Thank you, my friend. This was a good one. You're you're in my Hall of Fame. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Masa. I appreciate it. And as usual, the word of the day wraps up this week's this week in Shohei Otani news. All right, from this week in Shohei Otani news to a little fair or foul, where my friend Alex will be giving me really anything. I don't know yet, but we'll see, and I'll say whether I, I think it's either fair or foul. How's that sound? It's great. We're all over the place, but let's start <laughs> with the first one, all right? Okay. Mariners are better set up for the future than the Braves. Fair or mm. foul? I love the Mariners and how they are set up to win for a long time to come. But I have to say foul. Whoa. The Braves 
one, it's easy to forget how good and young Ronald Acuna is. They have him wrapped up. They have all of these young guys that are making a difference this year. Michael Harris, Spencer Strider. Um, they have Ozzy Albies wrapped up for years to come. They have Austin Riley wrapped up for 10 years now, for a decade. Austin Riley will be the third baseman or move somewhere of the Atlanta Braves. The Braves are great now. They're coming off of a World Series. And then they build and they make a move to get a little younger and bring in Matt Olson and wrap him up for the future. What they have done with their contracts, I think, speaking of the Mariners, is kind of what the Mariners were thinking with Julio's contract is, okay, let's let's give him a long-term deal. Now, I really like what the Mariners did with Julio Rodriguez's contract in terms of this could be anywhere from six years to a lifetime deal. Your play will let us know, but you could potentially have the highest contract of all time money-wise if you play well enough. Now, the Braves, they did it with – they signed Ronald Acuna and Ozzy Albies to those long-term deals those guys are not getting paid near what they should be getting, but the Braves still have them. They got them locked up, and the Braves are good right now. Mariners are getting there. They're good. I think they get into the playoffs, but Braves are coming off a World Series, and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. So I'm going to say foul. I think the Braves are set up better for the future. I, uh, I'm i going fair on this one. Ooh. I am. Okay. I, you mentioned it. Julio Rodriguez is contract the future of baseball having yeah. one of the best rookie seasons we've ever seen plus they just signed castillo and ace to a very reasonable deal five years 108 million dollars also future of this team they have what it takes we saw it this year i think for the first time that we there's hope there's postseason hope i mean they're in a little yeah. trouble right now I just with, hope they figure it out with julio rodriguez going on the il for yeah. 10 days but yeah, I, I think the Mariners are shaping up to have a very bright future. They're both set for a long time to yeah. come. And as I've said on here a lot, I have the Mariners as the 2025 World Series champs. So, so you're kind of contradicting yourself. I think the Braves there. win a few World Series within Bef the next. Okay, before. In the next decade, the Braves win at least two World Series. All right. Wow, that's bold. That is bold. I don't know. It's okay. There you go. Hot take. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Kyle Wright is the most underrated pitcher in the NL. Mm. Kyle Wright, only pitcher in baseball to 20 wins this yep. year so far. Um, he's been great, and we do not talk about him as much. And In fact, when you talk about the Braves, you don't even talk. You've, we've been talking about Spencer Strider and Max Freed. Kyle Wright does not get the love he gets, gets he deserves nationally. Now, with that said, I am also going to say foul because I think there's pitchers um, like Zach Gallen and um, Sandy Alcantara or Sergio, Sandy, that don't get the love they deserve. I, I think Zach Gallen this year has been elite. He's been one of the best in baseball, as has Cal Wright, but I, Gallen is so good. Alcantara is so good. <sighs> this is tough, but I, I just think those those other guys have been doing it long enough. They've had fantastic years, and we really just don't talk about them. And I think a big reason for that is the team that they're playing on, but I'm going to say foul. I'm going fair Love for it. the reason that you said. He is the first and only player this season 
to 20 wins. The next one behind him, I think, is 17 at the moment. So I that alone, you gotta you gotta give the man where give him the credit where credit is due. Who has the 17 wins? Uh, it's my brother. That was a trick question. Oh, yeah. haha. <laughs> thanks 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 all right moving on yeah okay dodgers finished the regular season with 110 wins they're at 105 that's fair yeah yeah they get there and that's going to put them in elite territory um not many teams in history have done that in fact only six teams in the history of baseball have ever won 110 plus games the mariners and the Cubs, you know, when, we, when you talk most wins of all time, everyone mentions the Mariners. In 2001, there are 116 wins. But I don't know why many people don't also mention the team with 116 wins, the Chicago Cubs. And I remember it like it was yesterday because I watched the 116th win in 1906, and I didn't know if they were going to get there, but they did, and I was very happy to see that. But the Mariners and the Cubs, both with 116 wins. The Yankees, third at 114 Cleveland Indians at the time, they were called 111 wins in 1954. The Pirates, 110 wins in 1909. And the New York Yankees, 110 wins in 1927. I will say fair that they get to 101 or 110. I also would say fair that they get inside of that top that top five. So there's two teams at 110. I think they get to at least 111, Ooh. which would be top five all time. Yeah. That's pretty cool. This was an easy fair for me, too. They just have to win 50% of their remaining games. Yeah, They're going to do that. Dodgers don't do much 50% winning. No, they do way more than that. Yeah. Okay. Mike Trout will hit over 40 home runs this season. Mm. He's currently at 37. 37. He just hit his 37th on Saturday. We're running out of time. Mike Trout is the GOAT, so I'm going to say fair. Fair. You you don't bet against Mike Trout. No. If you give him a challenge... He's going to figure it out. Yeah. 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 You know he wants 40. Might I remind everyone, he missed a good chunk of time, and he's knocking on the door of 40 home runs this year. So I will say fair, the starting center fielder for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic will get 40 home runs. I agree. He'll get three more in their last nine games. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Nine? Yeah. All right. I'll stick with fair. It's Trout. He went on, what was it, six? He went on a six-game six yeah. Yeah. home run seven. streak. Six. Six. Seven or six. Six? I think it was the record's seven? Yeah. One of those two. I mean, he's great. <laughs> he's Greatness. Great. Yeah. He's great. Okay. Ready for the last one? Yeah. Okay. Carlos Rodon will win the National League crown for most strikeouts. Hmm. This is a good one. I wish I knew their remaining schedule so I knew he was starting against at the end. But I'm going to say fair. Okay. I love me some Carlos Rodon. And I wish the Giants were better (laughs) this year because they've kind of just flown under the radar. And when people talk about the Giants, they just say, ah, last year was a fluke, which isn't right to say. It wasn't. But that's kind of the consensus. Oh, they're not as good this year as a fluke. And we're just not talking about how good Carlos Rodon has been. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair he wins the NL strikeout crown. Yeah. Oh. So he starts He starts on Thursday. Thursday and that's probably, what's the, today's Tuesday? Today's Tuesday. Thursday puts him 
It's probably his last start of the year. Maybe That's Colorado. Colorado. I'm gonna say fair. Okay. I'm saying fair. That's fair. Thank you. That's it. Do you think that's fair? That's fair. But would you have gone fair on that? I have I have fair here because when you got nothing to lose except hitting some sort of a milestone after a season that your team has had, you're gonna go out there and give it your all. You want you want to end on a high note. So yeah. I believe okay. fair. Well, that's it for fair or foul. And Alex's opinion on the first two questions were foul. <laughs> All right, oh. let's move on. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, you know Alex and I love us some top five lists here on Flippin' Bats, and today is no different. We have both put together our list of top five most important players for the remainder of the regular season. This one is going to be fun, and you can look at it from a few different angles, I think, so we will talk about those. All right. I'll start my list first at number five, I have Juan Soto. Juan Soto, what we've seen of him in the past week is him being really good with the Padres. What, what they expected. He had over 400, couple of home runs, drove in a bunch of guys. When the Padres made one of the biggest trades of all time for Juan Soto, they did it for the production that we've seen in the last week. Not for him to walk every at bat. Now, he's great at that and one of the best of all time and has a great eye, which is all good things, but they also want the offensive production along with it. He hadn't been doing it, but he did over the past week. And I think he's really important because the Padres are no guarantee to get into the playoffs. They are right there on the cusp. They're in that wild card spot. They're finally playing better, and a big part of that is Juan Soto. So it might be too soon to say this because he's new on the team, but as Juan Soto goes, the San Diego Padres go as well. So he's here at number five. Let's move on to number four on my list. I have Willie Adamas. I love me some Willie Adamas. And the truth of the matter is the Milwaukee Brewers just do not have a lot of offense. A lot of that rides on the backs. Back. He only has one back. Of Willie Adamas. (laughs) Willie Adamas is a stud. He has broken the all-time franchise record for the Brewers for home runs in a single season by a shortstop passing Robin Yount. Pretty impressive there. The Brewers are going to have some work to do if they want to get into the playoffs. Their pitching is there. The offense hasn't been. Willie Adamas has been in fuego, and he needs to stay that way because the Brewers are playing better. So all they need over the last 10 10 or so days of the season is one of those teams, the Padres or the Phillies, to falter a little bit, and then they can be right there as long as Willie Adamas keeps that offense going. Let's move on to number three. Speaking of the Phillies, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper... Very important through the rest of the year because the Phillies are no guarantee to get into the playoffs. And Bryce Harper has not been good. They need him to be good. He's an MVP. He won the MVP award last year. We know how talented he is. And right now, they need him. For the last week and a half, two weeks of the year, Bryce Harper is needed badly. To get into the playoffs, they need him. The rest of the team is doing their job. JT Realmuto has been unbelievable. Kyle Schwarber's hitting a bunch of home runs. But no matter what you say about the Phillies' offense, with all the new guys they get, Nick Nick Cassianos, um, Kyle Schwarber, then you look at the other guys, the offense revolves around Bryce Harper, and they need him, and he's here at number three. Let's move on to number two on my list, Ronald Acuna Jr. The Braves are in the playoffs. The Braves have not yet won the division. They are not in first place to win the division. But winning the NL East is going to be super important this year for a couple of reasons. One, 
you end up with the two seed and a bye as opposed to the four seed. And then if you win that round, having to play the Dodgers. You don't want that. You want the two seed. Okay? So the Mets are there now. The Braves are behind them and holding down the top wildcard spot right now. For the Braves to turn it around, not turn it around, they've been playing great. But Ronald Acuna hasn't been having a Ronald Acuna-esque year this year. This guy is an MVP candidate, perennial MVP candidate, and he will be for a long time to come. But he's coming off of that gruesome injury. Last year, he recovered at a remarkable pace. He came back. He's played a lot of the year. He looks great. But offensively, it's not what we're used to from Ronald Acuna. So over the last couple of weeks of the year, the Braves... Ronald Acuna is super important to them if they want to grab the NL East title again this year. Let's move on to my number one spot on my list, Aaron Judge. Why? Well, because he is on the doorstep of breaking the New York Yankees all-time record. And let's say when that does get done, his season is not done. Next thing you know, he's just trying to pass everybody along the way between him and Barry Bonds. He can pass Sammy Sosa. He can pass Mark McGuire. He can have the greatest month of OPS of all time. What we're seeing from Aaron Judge this year is historic. What we're seeing from Aaron Judge in the month of September is potentially the best offensive month of all time. You pair that with a record that's going to get broken, and then we'll see from there. To me, Aaron Judge is the most important player for us to keep an eye on in September and the beginning of October because this is historic and appreciate it while you have it. So I have Juan Soto, Willie Adamas, Bryce Harper, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Aaron Judge round out my list. Very interesting. What? We have two. Two of the same? We have two of the same and that's it. I'm curious. Really? Yeah. I'm excited to see which two. Okay. Well, let's start with number five. It's interesting because we kind of had an interesting similarity of teams on the fringe okay Okay. so the Braves as you mentioned they're fighting they're fighting to get that top spot they're fighting this is going to come down this is so exciting so my player Michael Harris the second as you guys all see here now he has been the difference maker Mm -hmm. on this team he is having an incredible season and he leads the team with a 306 batting average and sometimes that young rookie spark is like what a team needs to take them to that next level. Now, you mentioned in yours, Ronald Acuna Jr., he has not been playing well. He has yeah. been sitting the last couple of games. So when you don't have your main guy up there, sometimes you need a little bit of that magic yep. and someone to come in, pick it up. So I think this is going to be very big for Michael Harris the second. But let's move on to the team that the Braves are chasing. Ooh. Francisco Lindor on the Mets. Now, he completely turned things around this season. He has been a huge reason that the Mets have won so many games. He has been consistent both at the plate and on defense. But the biggest thing here is going to be his leadership. The Mets are a very veteran team with not as much playoff experience as you think. He's been there before. His leadership on the team is going to be huge, both on the field and in the clubhouse. So he, I think, is going to be a big difference maker. Just keep doing what he's doing. Moving on to number three, we have the same guy Ooh. at number three. Oh, in the same spot. In the same spot. Bryce Harper, same reason. He is an MVP caliber player, and he has not 
been playing at that MVP level since coming off the IL. Mm-hmm. It's never easy to get injured midseason and come back and get right back to that midseason, end of season form. But they need him to be. If they, if they want to, if they want to continue and hold on to that wild card spot, they need Bryce Harper to show up and do what we all know he is capable of doing. All right, moving on to number two, Alec Manoa. Oh, I like this. He has gotten better and stronger with every single outing this season. And as we know, once you get to the postseason, the most important thing is going to be pitching. Yes. And he has shown, especially if you improve throughout the season, you're getting stronger, this is going to be your guy. They have a dependable guy going in there. He uh, is the only pitcher in top five ERA for the American League to pitch at least 175 innings as well. He's third in the American League with a 2-3-1 ERA. He also, this is big one, runs allowed per game 1.83 averages. So he's getting the job done. He's not allowing a lot of runs. And they're going to need him. They're just going to need him to show up down the stretch. Number one, he was your number five, Juan Soto, the Padres. They've been playing a little better as of late. Juan Soto's been playing a little better as of late, but he's still not at that consistent peak form the Padres were needing and wanting. Now, Manny Machado has been great. He's doing great things. If Juan Soto can get to where we know he can be, it's what the Padres need, especially since they are playing the Dodgers this week, starting tonight. They are 4-12 and against the Dodgers this season and outscored 100-41. And they are just barely holding on to that wild card spot. And they need it. They need him. They need to score some runs. They need a big week. This is my top five. All right. Kind of along the same wavelength. I went in a different direction for number one, yeah. obviously. But my reasoning for five through two were along your same lines. One, I went in a little different direction. but Yeah. It... Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, save $30 on the American-made Steel FS56 RCE Trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. They're already in the, they're already in the postseason. He's important yeah. to history, but to the deal. team and getting to the playoffs and being able to compete for let the World ask, Series, I... If if Albert Pujols right now was sitting at 699 home runs and we made this list, would you have put him on your list? Nope. You wouldn't? Nope. Well, that's the right answer for you because I yeah. really would have given you. Yep. Um, yeah, I just think his the history of baseball is the most important history of, of sports. The deep-rooted history of baseball is unparalleled. And there's something happening in the game right now with 10 games left to go in the season that – arguably hasn't happened before. He's on on a pace to do something that's historic. And for me, that's important. History might not be important to you, but it is to me. (laughs) So I had him at number one. Um, That does it for our top five list. But before I finish up, I have some exciting 
big news. Tonight, Tuesday night, I will be in Anaheim throwing out the first pitch of the game at Angel Stadium. Yeah. I am pumped. Let's go. But not just that. We have something else exciting here. Alex? Yep. You once threw out a first pitch. <laughs> I did. At Angel Stadium. I did. And we have a little something from that day. Oh, we have, yeah. I got mm, this picture. Wow. I got a Topps baseball card out of this. Now, let me tell you, the experience, <laughs> we did an entire segment leading up to it where I had pitchers take me in the bullpen, give me advice. I was throwing strikes in the bullpen. Right before I go out to throw out the pitch, Tim Salmon pulls me aside. He goes, you know, something something happens when you go out to throw out the first pitch. He's like, I've tossed one like way over the net before. I was like, nah, I'm going to be fine. I'm getting ready to walk out. Social looks at me and he goes, we're all counting on you. So you better go throw from the mound. So what do I do? I go up to the mound. I think I blacked out. Like the moment I get up there, I didn't even line up. So in my mind, I'm like, I, I could not tell you what happened. I throw the pitch. Bounces just a little to the left, and you hear the PA speaker go, just a bit no! outside. And I look over at Sosha, and his face is just like such disappointment. And my heart sunk right into my stomach. I was like, is this, is this how pitchers feel <laughs> when they mess up on the mound? Is this what just happened to me? But like the bright side, moral of the story, I ended up next season, fans started handing me these Topps baseball In cards glory. to sign. So I got a really awesome just piece of, like, what would you call it? Like, memorabilia? Yeah. Like, out of it? Yeah. So people could sell this for 15 cents or something. Oh, it's, it's, no, they're on eBay. I've seen them up there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They're fun. Okay, that's really cool. And there is, so I haven't thrown one before in a major league stadium. Okay. I threw one when I went to Japan yeah. in the Sapporo Dome, which was, uh, the top level there, yeah. and there were thousands of people there, but never in a major league stadium here. And I will say, everyone said, there's a couple of rules. There's really one rule. Don't yeah. bounce it. That's yeah. what you're told by a million people. Yes. Don't bounce it. But uh, something changes when you get out there on the mound. Right. And I felt it. Professional baseball players currently playing. Nolan mm-hmm. Ryan has... When you go out there, it's not playing baseball. No. It's, it's just <laughs> different. Yeah. So... Kudos to you for doing it. Um, we need the video on here at some point soon. I'll and, try to uh, track it down. We'll I'm get, so excited for you. We'll get the video of mine if it's a strike. Just uh, do your best impression of your brother. Okay. That's your advice. I will do that. That's Not my bad. advice for you. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you. That's a good, that's pretty good advice. Yeah. All right. Tonight, Tuesday night in Anaheim, I will be there throwing out the first pitch. I'll let you all know how it goes on on Thursday. We can talk about it. We will. Yeah. Right, cool. I hope you all enjoyed this Tuesday episode. I will be back tomorrow with a very, very exciting guest. So make sure you tune in for that. This has been another episode of Flippin' Bats. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening right now, Apple, Spotify, wherever, and follow along on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And you can watch every single episode as well on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. This one has been a lot of fun. Until next time. This has been another episode of Flippin' Bats.